0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Unhelpful Advice. We have two uh, familiar guests. Uh, one's familiar, one's familiar with the other guy. We got uh, our old boy Gibby, Matthew Gillespie. He brings his roommate Eric, his former college roommate. Two smart guys, uh, two guys who uh, know a lot about the military. So uh, today's podcast is basically uh, your history course in college. <laughs> Um, we touch on subjects of the Middle East, what's going on in the Middle East, what's happened in the Middle East over the whole, uh, like a whole century of events, because uh, it's never ending there. Uh, we also have a couple interruptions from my cat, um, you might hear that in this episode, uh, we couldn't keep the cats out of the, out of the podcast room, they wanted to learn more. <laughs> we also get into some assassinations, so if you're conspiratorial, which, uh, most people are nowadays, um talk a little bit about uh JFK talk a little bit about Martin Luther King um yeah we just we just cover a lot of a lot of things here while we're in Iraq or rock it's a rock I don't know why I just said a rack that was my uh that was my uh, southern accent going Iraq. Iraq 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 you fucks. um we also talk about an, an issue that I didn't know anything about sex trafficking in Virginia Holy crap. We get into the numbers. We get into the ways it happens, and it's awful. And uh, we wouldn't have known any of this if it wasn't for Eric and Matthew. So we appreciate them for having, we're uh, we we ha- we're appreciative of them for coming on, and uh, we think you'll enjoy this. It's a long conversation. Once you get started, you'll get hooked. It's a, it's a great conversation, great history lesson. So I uh, hope you uh, enjoy this Newest episode of Unhelpful Advice with me and Teddy. Valentine's
1: Day or the day after
0: oh. yeah we're recording uh it's a very holiday <laughs> season Valentine's day. day is today yes uh you boys gonna get some action
2: <laughs> no Eric no oh don't fucking lie
1: done I'm... did <laughs> <laughs> All right. tomorrow's
0: President's Day
2: do it is it
0: you gonna celebrate <laughs> President's Day I didn't even know <laughs> well the former president just got acquitted
3: that's a good thing to celebrate. Dude, most acquitted president ever. The most
2: <laughs> acquitted Back to back. Back to back. I did see that. Dude, I've been
0: seeing uh,
3: Republican, like,
0: congressmen. Yeah, the, the fucking congressmen were, like, celebrating that the fact that he he was uh, acquitted twice.
3: Jesus. Was my... that a surprise at all to anyone? <laughs> that he got that acquitted? The, the votes would have never been there to convict at all, and you can't No. You can't convict a president that's out of office. It's in the Constitution. The Constitution says that removal from office, not when they've already been removed from office via election <laughs> or otherwise. See, I thought you could. Imp- I thought you could. No, because if if you can impeach a former president, what's stopping us from impeaching, like, Andrew Jackson, for well, instance? So, like, say we could impeach Jackson right now. No.
0: So, but, but what you're saying if, is, if they went if, ahead and if it, you <coughs> if you could do it to Trump, you could do it to anybody.
3: Yeah, that's setting a precedent, which is why it's stupid they attempted it in the first place. But all they want to do is prevent him from running from office ever again. I thought they could prevent him from running for office without impeaching. No, that's only if he's removed from office, which is why Nixon resigned before he was impeached. Because if he had done that, he could never run ever again for anything else. So but in he, Ni- he didn't anyway, so it doesn't matter. In
0: Nixon's case, were there going to be enough votes to impeach him? Probably, because pretty I, I, evident
3: of what he there's actual evidence for what he did. Because
0: I remember when Nixon, I, I looked at the electoral map. That some bitch like ran the map. He had like 400 electoral votes. So was he like a
3: popular guy? Yeah, he would have won if he didn't do the Watergate scandal. He didn't even need to do that. And it wasn't, so he took the fall for it like a good leader, but it was his guys that were doing it and behind his back. He didn't know about it until after it broke, and he's like, uh, he didn't know about
2: it? <laughs> and honestly, for being a giant piece of shit that he was and the continuation of the Vietnam War and all that stuff, he was still really popular. Usually, well, So was
0: Reagan. Reagan was mighty, yeah. wildly popular. And
2: he had huge dementia in the his second term. Who? That's why Reagan, that's why like you see Nancy Reagan out with him a lot. <laughs> It's a lot like Joe Biden. Yeah, I
0: was about to say, uh, well, that's nothing new.
2: Yeah. Oh, uh,
1: look we'll up the laptop. Huh? It's like, unplugged. Yours? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry.
2: Uh, also, I guess before we, we get into too deep, we should, you know, probably do a little bit of introductions. Well, yeah, yeah, Gabby, you're a good host. <laughs> Don't you know I, about I, the hey, cold opening? I, right, uh,
0: I got right into the substance. <laughs> <laughs> well, everyone's excited. That's just all. More. We got Eric and Gibby on. Uh, they used to be uh, roommates in college, and weren't you guys in the Corps of Cadets together? Oh
3: boy, oh no, for like six weeks. <laughs> <laughs> that counts. how thank that you. You're welcome for my service. Yeah, awesome. thank, thank you. <laughs> you. Thank you for your preparation <laughs> for service. It.
2: You're welcome for my cervix. I mean service.
0: <laughs> Jesus Christ, Gibby, you're still in lines already? <laughs>
2: yeah. We say it all the time. Uh, it was a. Uh, it was something. I mean, I, that's how I can. I think describe that's the first time I
0: ever met Mer- er- Eric was uh, at a football game, and he was in uniform with Matthew.
2: The Battle of Bristol. Yes,
0: yeah, I think that's the first time I ever met Eric. Oh wow, Eric's <laughs> a smart guy. That's why I brought him on.
1: <laughs> I right. met I met him when I went to y'all's apartment one day. Was it Forking Court? No. Mm. I don't know. Who knows? I think it was like it was either that times or before. late
0: night Call of Duty zombies. Yeah.
2: Either yeah. one, or when we played Rock Band that night. Yeah, uh, Eric yes. is one hell
0: of a drummer. Let's just get that out there. Is that what you do in your spare time, Eric?
2: Rock Band, yeah. Oh, not dr-
0: not drumming. actual drumming. Chase wow. uh, <laughs> Chase the
3: Dragon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Wait, what it's is the that? South Park episode? Maybe South Park. I've not seen this. What is this? Heroin so they, Hero. They where you're chasing the dragon, shooting. A so dragon they're robot.
2: they're oh guitar God. they're guitar hero players, <laughs> professional guitar hero players, and they get strung out on heroin hero the game. <laughs> Uh, heroin hero. Yeah, so it's like since they be, they're rock players, they uh, you know, like the whole age old like rock stars getting addicted to drugs and stuff. Well, oh since, yeah, the norm. So since they play guitar hero, they can't they uh start playing heroin hero, and that's their addiction, and it's and they just chase the dragon the whole time. And you never catch catch it. Oh my god. And then Stan I think has to come back and make his redemption as the guitar hero uh. Like the local guitar hero master or something. It's supposed to be like one of those movies where he's yeah.
3: down, hit rock bottom, and then he, he comes, comes back, back. And his best friend helps him to the top. Yeah. <laughs> so is this like
0: a newer episode? Because I stopped no, watching. This uh, came out uh, like 10 years I ago. I watched. I Yeah, I stopped watching uh, South Park when I was like 12. Uh, <laughs> I,
1: really of I n- anyway. never really watched it at all. <laughs> oh my god. It was alright. Uh, For a cartoon. Welcome to She
2: Walk Home She Chicken. How many cake you oil? Take
1: a water break. Oh my god. <laughs>
3: Yeah, right. they, they got banned in China, so they're off Hulu because of it. Because there's
2: only
0: one
3: thing you can watch in China, and that's the NBA. <laughs> yeah. And Disney. And, and if you say, yeah, Disney, oh yeah, that's where they make. Uh, that's where Apple. Disney makes their money. On or, your Apple product. Yeah. What's her face? Uh, Gina gets taken from the. Uh, Good Mandalorian. segue there, <laughs> Eric. So you know, you know what the um, <laughs> Disney did about the actress who played Mulan in the new Mulan live action film who is outwardly supportive of the Uyghur concentration camps. She's doing... They commended her for being <laughs> She's a... doing what? <laughs> yeah. She's doing what? I repeat that. She is... She's outwardly supportive of the Uyghur concentration camps and the Chinese Communist Party. And Disney... Uyghur. Lauded her for being a strong female role. But the actress that plays Kara Dune, who is also a very strong female role, speaks out about her beliefs, and she's removed completely.
0: All right, let's get into old... And the,
3: the Mulan film... Was filmed near the concentration camps. Fun fact. So it was in well, China. Yeah, they filmed
2: in China. Take shock.
3: Let's get into Gina Carano. Yeah, she they was, almost uh, forgot to edit out the concentration camps in one take.
2: Jesus. Yeah. Where do you think they got all those extras from? Yeah. <laughs> the gas chambers. <laughs> <laughs> but, all right, let's get into uh, Gina Carano. Makes it get she, out of the clothes, That's our the uh, first topic of this uh,
0: <laughs> this news edition of uh, Unhelpful Advice. Yeah. Um, Gina Carano was uh, fired from The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. From The Maledictorian.
1: <laughs> the Maledictorian. <laughs> yeah. I don't watch this show. Does
0: anybody here watch this show? I, I watched watch a
1: few it. episodes. It was pretty good. It's good. I've She's, heard it's good, I'm even kinda, if you don't like Star Wars. I'm kind of burnt out on mm-hmm. Star Wars, though. It's not really Star
2: Wars-like uh, Jedi stuff. It's definitely more like a space western, mm-hmm. which is <laughs> nice, pretty cool, honestly. Yeah, That's um, what I got. It's a good way to feel. revitalize
3: the genre of westerns. <laughs>
2: Yeah, in yeah. space, in space. It's like space cowboy. Right? Like
3: way
0: a and cow.
1: yeah. Isn't there a
0: movie called Cowboys and Aliens. Yeah, yeah. Daniel it's Craig's in it. Daniel <laughs> Craig.
1: Yeah, Double O
2: Seven. All Ladies right. and gentlemen, The Weeknd. <laughs> yeah.
0: Ladies
2: that, and gentlemen, <laughs> that's a great video. <laughs> the
1: Weeknd.
0: We uh, I got what she put up. She got she got fired for an Instagram post. Um, she's comparing uh, current Amer- American political co- uh, climate to Nazi Germany.
3: Eric, would you? Well, you know anything about Nazi Germany from the early 30s?
0: Yes. Um, so maybe pre Nazi. Uh, she said because history is edited, most people today don't realize that to get to the point where Nazi soldiers could easily round up thousands of Jews, the government first made their own neighbors hate them simply for being Jews. How is that any different from hating someone for their political views? And she posted a video with a song. I can't read what the song is. something about Nazis.
2: I hope it's in the arms of an angel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the ASPCA song?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, but it's a, it looks like a Jew running from... It doesn't look like soldiers. It looks like kids that are about to beat this woman. Okay, so she's comparing America uh, silencing conservatives to uh, Nazi Germany. <clears throat> what, what do we think about this?
2: Well, I mean, if you if you do know anything about it, you ever read um, you ever read *Man's Search for Meaning* by Victor Frankl? No, I've read, the, I've
3: re- read the summaries. Though, it's right? really
2: good. Well, have you
3: heard of *Ordinary Men*? Yes. So, about, what are these books for? So, those? <laughs> Ordinary yeah, Man's Men? *Man's Search for Meaning* by Victor Frankl is he, about a man that survived what was it, Auschwitz, uh, one in, of the concentration camps, and it's
2: basically. It's going into depth about the psychological implications of being there. He was a Jewish doctor who had his whole family taken from him during the Holocaust. Well, pre, pre-World War II, when Austria uh, was seized by Germany, uh, he eventually lost everything, his job, every, all that. Um, his wife, his mom, his dad, all, all his family was killed in concentration camps. And then he... Later on, went on to uh, reopen his practice after World War II, uh, redis- basically rediscover his happiness after everything was taken from him.
3: I think and I've heard about this it's
2: book. It's a really great book. And
3: Ordinary Men is about the um, police reserve police battalion 101 out of Hamburg, Germany, which was notoriously anti-Nazi um, during the war. So they were active like nineteen thirty. Eight to forty-five, I believe. Um, but leading up to that, like the Nazi Party was active since nineteen twenty. They really took over in the thirties when Hitler rose to power. And so Hitler, uh, Hitler wasn't the the brainchild. More mm, of a mouthpiece. Kind of. Yeah, he was known for being. Shit. <laughs> fucking idiot. But he was a charismatic. <laughs> he was a good and way so, to put it. And so what it was. Is the way they did it is, of course, Jews are religion and ethnicity, so they have a certain set of beliefs for how they operate. And they mainly kept to themselves. They've been persecuted since the beginning of time, especially in Eastern Europe. That's those Egyptians. Yeah. And so what I think that Gene is getting at is the way it was done before these huge mechanized extermination camps came to be is the party leadership was trying to find a scapegoat for all the failures of society. Yeah, placing blame early, getting people to hate them. So think about it. Think about it. If you really want to draw a parallel, but there's There's no evidence that you can draw this parallel. It's pretty out there, but think about it. There was a pandemic, 1918 to 1920. Nazi party came to be 1920. They needed to find a, a purpose for all their woes, major war. Pandemic, economic collapse, destroyed Germany. probably. Yeah, Germany worse. in the 20s was a shit show. Yeah, a loaf <laughs> of bread was about a 5 billion marks or something. So they needed someone to blame for all this. So they found a subset of society that has a certain set of beliefs that they wanted to turn the population against. That happened to be the Jews. And so what happened was... You initially start making friends and neighbors suspicious of other friends and neighbors and if you can successfully label a subset of the population as terrorists or people that want to take down your country as a whole, you'll get people to hate them because how else would they find who these people were like you don't you don't have a Jew card running around up until the party took over so how would they identify you other than friends and neighbors knowing about you? So you had to have a card that labeled you as a Jew like
0: confirmed you as a jew later on they put it
3: before yeah before the tattoos they, they issued papers so my my grandparents came over from germany after the war and they all had papers they're we're not jewish but they're regular germans they issued papers for the entire population that labeled your religious or eth- oh ethnic background hmm. and eventually that's when you see them being rounded up into ghettos with the gold star that said you on them right and so that's that's just the beginning. It's trying to label people. And so I guess what Gina's seeing is there's a similar movement in this modern society in America towards trying to label people based on certain beliefs they have and trying to label them as wanting to destroy the country as a whole, which no matter what, any et- ideology left unchecked is dangerous. So.
1: So what well, she said I- is far-fetched. <laughs>
3: It's a little far-fetched, but it's it's not... It's far-fetched, but it... uh, It's not
1: outside the realm of possibility.
3: It's an opinion. Yeah, and so, what's the First Amendment for? It's like everybody should be willing Mm. to die for someone else's right to say whatever they want, even if they wholeheartedly disagree. You don't try to silence people that disagree. You offer better words to counteract theirs. You don't silence them. You correct them if they're wrong. Or convince them if they're wrong.
1: Society doesn't look at that. Currently,
2: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> well, it, the, it's uh, who says that if you uh, if we can't solve our arguments with words, then it'll be with fists.
1: Jordan Jordan Peterson, Peterson said that.
2: Mm-hmm. It's a very true.
0: But he's he's an alt right philosopher. Uh, yeah. Who else is alt right? Joe Rogan's alt right, and he <laughs> clearly says he says he's left at every podcast, I which I don't believe he's left either. But that's what he has to do. Jordan Peterson's far right. No, he's not. That's just what uh. You know, the Huffington Post tells me.
1: Yeah. He they compares, wouldn't say anything if it wasn't true. Come <laughs> on. He compares uh, humans to crabs or lobsters. Didn't you try to read one of his books and, <laughs> I was half, and you struggled? I was halfway through <laughs> and I was like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I'm halfway through and I'm like, really? you know, yeah, 12 steps.
3: I understand. You should listen to uh, the Jocko podcast with him. i Because it, uh, it's, yeah. it's a better explanation. Jocko's than the fantastic. Fan itself. Right. Like, he articulates his points better than in the book.
1: It's pretty crazy because he he voices the, the audiobook. He voices he, it himself. Yeah, and then he gets a little emotional at one point. I think involves with his children, or something like that. So I was like, I was getting a little you know teary-eyed at work. I was like, damn, <laughs>
0: maybe not the best place to uh, listen to that is yeah. at work when you're trying when you're busy and you're trying to do things. <laughs> Listening to Jordan Peterson talk about crabs. Yeah, that's probably one of the things beings. you
2: can't try to process yeah. at work. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You, I think you have to sit out outside a window and, or inside a window and look out at the snow or
1: something. Smoking cigarettes too. Yeah. A yeah. Like, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah Smoking. Well, I got this. Um, Gina Carano is. This is not her first kind of. I, I don't think it's controversy, but I, this is labeled as controversy post. She jumped on another conspiracy theory over the suicide of pedophile Jeffrey Epstein, posting a square full of letters containing the message Epstein didn't kill himself. She's not wrong about that. (laughs) (laughs) She's not wrong about that. So for them to call that controversial is going against what everyone else thinks.
3: Yeah, so why are you just going to dismiss her and say, oh, nothing to see here? Because anytime anyone says something like that, there's something to see there.
0: Uh, Tim Dillon has a funny ass uh, podcast, and
3: <laughs> he said
0: he had a podcast where he talked about how can't we all just get along? And he was he was he was being funny about it. He's like, "Fucking Nazis work at every tattoo parlor. Just shut the fuck up and get your tattoo." <laughs> yes. just shut, there's Nazis in Portland working at ice cream shops. Just get your fucking ice cream. Stop worrying about <laughs> you know canceling everybody. i <laughs> you will know, just dying laughing. Uh, They obviously didn't do the same for Gina Carano Even though she's not a Nazi I don't believe Uh, She's conservative She she might be a
1: Nazi According to the internet Well the uh, stereotypical um, people in MMA are Nazis
3: Yeah that's kind (laughs) of weird I think that anyone that disagrees with me is a Nazi Oh Right
1: That's controversial (laughs) Fair enough Fair
0: Another enough. person who's getting called a Nazi's Ted Cruz. Can, can we get into this a little bit? Well, he's got a
3: mullet. I don't think you, you have to have a shaved head, right? Yeah. He's not blonde either. Well, here's the thing mullet. <laughs>
0: Dreams,
1: poor decision making. Here? What are you saying here? <laughs> I showed my girlfriend that, and she was like, that's fake. I'm like, it's not. His haircut? It's, it's not, not fake. <laughs> It's not. It's real. He was probably
3: called to Congress in the middle of a haircut, and he was like, ah, gotta go. fuck it. <laughs> Just leave if it. Fuck, I gotta
0: vote. Gotta have a vote. Can't vote by proxy during an impeachment. <laughs> but uh, I wanted to... I don't have this in my notes. I don't have any uh, articles loaded. I want to talk about AOC and Marjorie Taylor Greene. Oh, boy. I think they're the same human being. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, um, AOC, well, maybe two weeks ago from here... Uh, well, AOC
3: actually got zapped by the space Jew lasers to oppose Marjorie Green. Actually, oh my god! Oh my
0: god! Well, uh, AOC was tweeting that. Well, Ted Cruz had agreed with her about the whole Robin Hood ordeal. Yeah, about going after uh, going after these going to the tr- moon. Yeah, mm. going to the moon, stonks, uh, free trading, free trading, and AOC said. Well, I would work with you, but you tried to have me killed. Hmm.
3: <clears throat> AOC wasn't even there. Yeah.
0: yeah. Brian Williams was there. <laughs> 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 Brian Williams was there. Hillary um, Clinton.
3: Okay. <laughs> I, I love the meme where it's uh, O.J. Simpson. O.J., and AOC yes. And O.J. Brian Williams. One of them was actually O.J.,
0: there. Brian Williams, and AOC. One of them was there. Um odds on who was there. I think it was OJ. OJ. Yeah. Um, but solid chance. <laughs> but th- this 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 left party, this they talk about unity. And they use words like he tried to have me killed. Isn't that a crime? Aren't you accusing Ted Cruz of a
2: crime, having her killed? It's a If
0: you're going to say that,
2: it's accusation of of uh, violence incitement it's mm-hmm. not a crime you can say
3: anything you can make the accusation as long true, yeah. as there's evidence to rebut it yeah so.
0: but she's saying another lawmaker tried to have her killed Try. he wanted her killed specifically that could be like so a you can't really slander. sue
2: people for that that could be slander or what's the other one <clears throat> So like what I slander is more specific like is it?
3: like what Hillary Clinton did to Tulsi Gabbard mm-hmm. is slander. Okay. Oh uh, the Russian, her, operative. A Russian operative when there's no evidence for it and saying it like it's a fact to intentionally ruin her political career. Mm. That's Which it slander. Did. It saying, did. saying he tried to have me killed is just hyperbole. Like you can say whatever you want as long as it's not extremely specific like what Clinton did. I just have a problem with
1: that kind of rhetoric. That's kind of like a severe like hyperbole, though. That that is severe hyperbole. Yeah, shouldn't that be like, oh, now I'm going to sue you because you make me look like I'm about to kill somebody? (laughs) Don't worry. No,
2: I don't think you can sue someone for doing that. Well, that's so. So she's accusing homeboy
0: with the mullet, Ted Cruz, of committing a crime that she could probably he he can't be
2: indicted or anything on. Well, you know what they say—it's a business in the front, party in the back. <laughs> so it was really all a joke. Well,
3: actually, I don't know. It might be—it might meet the definition of slander it probably. because oral defamation oral defamation, in which someone tells one or more persons an untruth about another, um, which said untruth will harm the reputation of the person defamed. So, accusing somebody of trying to have her killed, despite their being absolutely no evidence to that that's that's slander that and could be a lawsuit yeah. so
0: my problem is if you're if you're gonna say something like that and not be able to pursue any legal action then shut the fuck up yeah, yeah. if you're gonna accuse people of doing crimes <laughs> get and, the receipts and you can't even pursue the, the legal the action <laughs> like shut the fuck up yeah fair enough and I'm bringing her up because of uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene because that's the only congresswoman we hear about and I think they're the same person
2: just opposite sides of the spectrum. Well, they always talk Is about, that a far off thing to say? Well, they always talk about how the horseshoe always comes back together at the ends. It's like <laughs> at the ba- at the back of it, it's like that's where you would call center. And then as it comes around over the front where the two prongs get closer, that's where you get close to the same. They're just opposite sides of the horseshoe
3: you know same coin different sides yeah if you're talking the political spectrum going too far to the left and too far to the right you get the same thing fascism and communism are not far off it's complete control of the state so they're basically the same person and they're the same in that everybody tries to associate their respective party with their beliefs solely which is a logical fallacy considering most people hang around somewhere in the middle yeah so if you're a far-right conspiracy theorist and you're a far-left communist like you're you can't be associated with the entire party that you represent. Because most people who think rationally hang somewhere in the middle and we have a lot more that we agree on than we disagree on. So and it's all a balance. You need the left and the right to balance each other out. Otherwise you will get fascism or you will get communism. Yes. Dictatorship. People don't understand this. And that like we have so many historical examples all within the same century of why this is not a good thing. You can just look at the twentieth century alone and find out why you don't want to do this.
2: The 20th century was wild. It really was. <laughs> like, <laughs> we think we have it bad. Eric, <laughs> These motherfuckers are wild. Gran- your grandmother went. What? Th- when was she born? 1922. Okay, so she lived through World War. She she was born during our roaring roaring twenties. Basically, Germany's uh, depression. Depression. And so then she lived-
0: goes from depression. W- wait, w- well, keep going, give me. Ideas. Then she went
2: I'm straight to World War you. Two. Then she went through uh, post-war Germany. Yes. So So, she was in Germany the whole time? Yeah. I was about to say, if she was in America,
0: she would have been through two depressions. Yeah, (laughs) Back to back.
3: She she and my grandfather came over in 1952. Oh, okay. So they went from depression, war, having to start over completely, being hated in the United States. And they came to New York, which of course is in the areas of Long Island, and all those areas are predominantly Jewish. So being German there. Yeah, they had a fun time of it.
2: Even though they came from Hamburg, which is notoriously anti-party, which is why it was interesting. And they, I mean, she went, I mean, she literally saw people from, like, riding horses and, like, early automobiles around to the space shuttle. Oh, yeah.
1: Cold War. When was the Cold War? 1945 right, right. to 1991. Post oh, World okay, War sorry. II all the way up to, well, when the wall 91. Well, yep.
3: 89, 91 is disputed. Yeah.
1: So she's seen some shit. Yeah,
3: she does not give a anything anymore. Man, she was born in 1922? Yeah, my grandfather in
1: 1920.
0: What? And cats are back in. Oh, my God. So your grandmother was born in 1922, and uh, it happens to be 2021.
3: She's getting there. Almost 99. (laughs) Wow. How many languages does she speak? She used to speak four. She wanted to be a UN interpreter before she she came back.
0: That's one thing about people that uh, I find impressive is bilingual people.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you speak more than one language, you're using both sides of your brain. So she had a really bad stroke and has full use of her body because of it. Because she uses both parts of her her brain. Because her brain is very strong. Like, she switches back from German and English without even noticing sometimes. So she's always using both sides of her
1: brain. Do you know uh, another language?
3: I can understand German, but I can't speak. Yeah.
1: There's one language I think everybody should know is sign language. I've always wanted to learn that.
0: Sure. My uh, my mother used to be... Pretty good at it because she yep. worked with deaf people. Uh, we got a, a a boy Bush is bilingual. <laughs>
2: well, he speaks, well, speaks Arabic. Oh no!
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, that's that's right. I haven't told you the stories. I, this is not the pod for that. But him, it could saying <laughs> "Marhaba." I've all. got
0: a story, and I'm going to share it. Do it, do it, please. Uh, he would
2: not mind. Uh, this is
0: a, uh, I don't think Gibby's... Gibby, you heard it.
2: Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I
0: was like, who's heard it?
2: Yeah.
0: Our boy Bush was at the beach. Oh, no. Um, during <laughs> spring break, very drunk at Myrtle Beach. And he happens to speak a little Arabic. And every Uber driver happens to be Middle Eastern.
3: Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> Even if they weren't Middle Eastern, he assumed they were. And would talk to them in Arabic in the back of a car. (laughs) And our buddy who was on the trip would say he would overstay the visit in the Uber. Mm. Sometimes it'd be time for them to go to their stop and get out, and he would still be saying Mahaba (laughs) and speaking uh, Arabic to these
1: drivers. So he wanted to prove a point. (laughs) He he wanted to be friends with these drivers.
0: And uh, they they had another buddy who would... uh, say some offensive shit in the back of the car. And Bush would try to clear the air by speaking Arabic to make it like it was okay. <laughs> so so we do have a bilingual friend, and it's Bush Marshall. Out of all of us. The great negotiator. <laughs> <laughs> speaking to Uber drivers in their languages, regardless. That's why he... Our, our boy's trying to become an agent, and uh, he'll be working with... a. Uh, you know more Spanish speakers. I, I'm just afraid he might slip the Arabic talk to them. I can't wait till
1: I can't wait till the day the, the driver just turns on. He's like, dude, I'm, I'm American. I'm fucking Puerto Rican. <laughs> Puerto Rican. I grew up in I, I grew up in like South Boston. Yeah, you hear yeah. This accent. I don't know what you're saying, dude.
2: Yeah, get out of the car.
0: of the car. Get out of my fucking Uber. We no. no. puke. <laughs> But yeah. Guys yeah, He charges
3: a cleaning fee to clean the air, you know. <laughs> yeah,
0: but I think it's very impressive for people to speak both languages cuz I don't know hardly anybody that can do it. I mean they try to speak you, they try to teach you a little Spanish in high school. Does that shit still stick with you, Matthew? Cuz it doesn't stick with me very. The, well. I can read it a little bit. I cannot speak it at all. The most
2: Spanish that I learned to speak was when I was in Honduras. For like a Couple weeks, but and that's because mm-hmm. I had to actually use it to communicate you had, with yeah, people. Yeah, you had to get around. And the four years of Spanish that I took was nothing compared to those two weeks. Those two weeks were more uh, important and useful than those four years. So, oh, so yeah. you're saying traveling abroad is the best way to learn another language? Immersion, always. Immersion is always like there's that there's this guy who lives in Colombia. He puts YouTube videos up. Mm-hmm. He's a white dude from like <sighs> North Carolina and he lived in Colombia for two years and didn't know any Spanish when he went down and now speaks perfect Spanish.
1: So you have to get down to the nitty-gritty and, like, you have communicate to, like, with do, actual you people. You have to, like, yeah. fully depend yeah. on it to yeah. to really learn it. Rather than just sitting in a classroom. in a classroom. classroom
0: taking tests. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I just find that impressive about people. Like Francis Ngannou, we listen to him on the road. Yeah. And, like, he's French, and for him to learn that English, that... In a few years. Talkie-walkie. Yeah, yeah. He called a walkie-talkie a talkie-walkie. Yeah. But uh, it, it, it's just impressive, and I, I kind of that... want to challenge myself.
1: Yeah. I want to learn sign language. That's the that's the goal for me.
0: How do you say I love you in sign language?
1: Yeah, i can not to the alphabet now. I have no idea. I know H is like... If, if I do this, that... This is <laughs> It's got to be one. <laughs> if I go like this and then do that... <laughs> I... I,
0: I... You. Yeah. <laughs> that's makeshift sign language Yeah
2: that's That is That's what we call The poor man's version <laughs> Is that what this means Like it's all <laughs> The finger in the hole yeah. If only we were on YouTube again Yeah
0: yeah
1: <laughs>
2: But uh
0: right. Guys is, uh, Do you want to get into Some more nitty gritty stuff I got going on here
1: You yeah. want to talk about Local stuff We can do
2: whatever you, you can do that if you want to <laughs> do
1: that now? Well um You two went to Virginia Tech Yeah Um and we came across this oh uh, video that kind of went viral, but apparently it came out, like, a couple years ago. I'm trying to pull it up. Oh, is that that girl
2: on TikTok? That was, like, weird. Was
1: yes. Do a- um, you remember that
2: year when we, we were cadets? It was our freshman year together, and it was, like, I don't remember what time of year. It was in the fall, but it was, like, one... So, this of- is like, fall
0: 2016?
2: 2017. Hmm. Was it 2017. Uh, probably 16. 16, fall 2016. There must have been, oh my god, I don't know, four, no, it's probably six sexual assault cases well, within a week. In your dorm? No. Or just on campus? Campus. Okay. I
0: was about to say, fellas, in your dorm. <laughs> which, <laughs> is, Gosh.
2: which is, which is, because they're re- required by law to report that to all the other students. I mean, that was like... It was like, and they had they had a problem recently with like break-ins in female houses and mm-hmm. apartments. Yeah. Well, you know what they say. SAE stands for. What stand for? Sexual is? assault expected. Well, that's the frat. SAE.
1: Oh damn! Oh, you're shit. calling out a whole frat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're calling you out.
0: So don't take a drink
1: from SAE. No. None you're none of you're of
0: female? Fuck no. Is that what you're telling me? This is what I've heard. Uh, Teddy, you want to roll the footage of this uh, eerie video? Yeah.
1: So this came out three days ago, and Steve sent in the chat, and I was like, what the fuck it basically this? says, so basically there's a man in Blacksburg running a sex trafficking ring, so let me play it.
4: I just had a breakup, and I went to 7-Eleven, and there was this guy who worked there who was kind of smooth-talking. So I gave him my phone number and we were kind of texting and he was like, oh my gosh, i can to take care of you. He said he run this business with his mom and they make like tons of money because he was like training football players, all this crazy stuff. I was like, okay. He'd send me videos of him counting his money and be like, I don't know, and like sent me statements of his bank account. It was really sketchy. I just assumed he was a drug dealer. There's other weird things that he did, but the thick of it, was when I was drunk one night and I was like, oh, well, might as well just like hang out with him. So he picked me up from my apartment complex. I told him a different address than my actual place. So I, I didn't watch. actually know where mm. I lived. And so we end up doing like the nasty at this nice house and like things just like change and he gets really weird. And all of a sudden I hear some like car pull up in the driveway. Turns out this bitch sold me. I'm literally at work right now. I'm so sorry. I didn't realize I was gonna need a part two, but part two. Mm-hmm. At the time I didn't realize the extent of like what he did. But this guy walked in, he sat down next to me on the couch, and the initial guy left me alone with him. Things didn't go according to his plan. He grabbed me. I said no. He stopped. So the 7-Eleven guy came back downstairs. And that's when they propositioned that I fly out to L.A. and they'd give me 11K if I stay in a hotel and do other things. And at this point, I was pretty much on high alert. I tried to keep my cool. I was trying to play nice. You know, I didn't want to anger anyone. They asked me if I wanted to con people instead so I wouldn't have to like do things. I just have to like be a sugar baby essentially, which I said no. The whole time my friend and I were texting and our, our locations are shared. He ended up driving me home and it was like this whole weird thing. I found out later that we had a mutual friend. Apparently he would do this often. He had girls get really drunk and fuck all of his friends. So, all the girls out there in Blacksburg, Virginia, please be careful. I'm literally out.
1: A- yep. um, I don't know if this girl's still alive. <laughs>
0: That's tough Because uh, what caught my eye Was she said uh, This happened at a 7-Eleven And we are 7-Eleven patrons <laughs> Yes Every day of the week <laughs> So I'm going into 7-Eleven Just looking at these guys Yeah You know some, Most of them look like Offenders of some sort mm. <laughs> That work at 7 yes. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know If any of them are capable Of something like that
2: Right Well that's the ones You least expect That do it the most Sex trafficking? Wow, well, anything. I mean, but
1: I mean, look at comments. Well, the comments uh, it says, "I'm so sorry to have put something out there without all the facts." But the original creator of this video shared this was about four years ago. Could this still be relevant? However, yes. And then there's a screenshot saying, hi, also I fully acknowledge the situation I put myself in. This was almost four years ago, and I've had a lot of time to reflect on what happened, and I just wanted to let people know what goes on in Hokieville so that nothing like this happens again to another person's naive (laughs) ask. Which,
2: four years ago, I mean, that would have been right during our time there. Well, yeah, did you hear about what was happening
3: a few years back when we were there? Um, This scheme that was going on where it was a a man and woman duo that were kidnapping people Mm. and so the woman they'd target apartments that only girls live in and the woman would run up to the door frantically banging on the door like she's being chased by somebody claiming it's like an abusive ex-boyfriend and then as soon as the girl opens the door to try to help her the man runs up with a handgun and they swipe her
1: damn yeah well that video mentioned like his mother too was Was it on it Yeah, maybe. (laughs) Oh, my God. It was weird. Last night, me and uh, my girlfriend watched a horror movie called Ratter, and it's about a... uh, It's kind of like those found footage-style movies where... um, Like Paranormal Activity. Sort of. And uh, it was about this girl who gets hacked by this stalker. So, like, every device she has, so, like, her phone, her laptop, her TV, are all, like, recording her. So the whole movie is, you know, her day-to-day life. Well... There's a scene where in her apartment, you know the lock chain mm-hmm. on a door. Well, this is like a true thing. You could take a phone charger like an iPhone phone charger and stick it you open up the door, you stick it like in between the door and you can unlock the yeah, chain with it. Yeah, you can work the, it back. Yeah. Well, he did that in the movie. And anyways, it, it was a good like, you know, scary movie. Well, after the film, we're uh trying to watch something else well the tv starts glitching
0: your own tv (laughs) of (laughs) course it happens to you
1: (laughs) (laughs) it starts glitching and we can't get anything to work well i can't remember if it was this morning or last night she got a uh a notification of uh uh, chain locks for doors <laughs> so it was kind of weird that's just zuckerberg <laughs> that's, yeah, yeah. You just, got to that's just zuckerberg yeah. on facebook trying to Stalk help us. you out there yeah. yeah uh
2: yeah i mean i remember i remember we were the, there there was uh what's that one up above downtown it's like way back up past um it's like chasewood downs or something like that
0: like a, a complex? Yeah,
2: they they had uh, a maintenance guy going into the girls' apartments and setting cameras up and, like, showers. Mm. They've had that. I mean, Tech Campus has had people put, like, ports, like looks like iPhone ports or whatever, and it's actually cameras in girls' bathrooms and everything. So we got some dark shit happening That's at uh, Virginia Tech. I mm. a lot of things that happened. I mean, we were always warned about stuff like that, uh, not just, like, sexual assault stuff but like uh, I remember when I was taking my CIA class he was talking about foreign agents actually working at tech campus like people trying to get in with like engineering students and stuff like that like you're not allowed to work on like projects if you're not American certain mm-hmm. projects if you're not American at tech campus if you're an engineering student your sister would know more about that than yeah well
3: <clears throat> most of the labs so tech does a lot of research for Everyone, including military, government, private sector, especially in engineering. So you have to be a U.S. citizen to work in the labs because they have a huge problem with Chinese students. Where if you look at any roster from the university and you see who's a Chinese national and you see what they're studying, they're not studying, like, women's studies or anything. It's all engineering, biomedical, biology, all the hard sciences, computer engineering, etc. because they're paid by the chinese state to study while also reporting back to any kind of handler most of them not all of them some of them are just the wealthy elite that send their kids to school but it's a huge problem where even just what a year or two ago they had um a chinese national break into one of the labs and they couldn't find him he just bolted oh yeah God. that's oh like God. that's <laughs> yeah. why they have those outies right. living down
2: <laughs> below our apartment yeah, that's why they all drive Lamborghinis and stuff, but
0: Teslas. That's
3: <laughs>
2: well, like those do not impressive anymore. Like those Audis and everything. And it's a huge problem,
3: and it's why we are <laughs> stupid in terms of our academic in- institutions. Where you want to go study engineering in Beijing? Good luck. You're not allowed to. You can't. You can go study Chinese, and you can teach English. That's pretty much all. In China? Talking. Yeah. And if you do try to study anything else, they're gonna be watching you the whole time. It, like it's a safe assumption that if you're, especially as a student or anything going over there, that your room is bugged. It's a safe assumption. In any other country that doesn't
2: speak English. And so
3: then we let them come here and study everything and then report back. And it's, call it mean or discriminatory, whatever you want, but it's plain
2: and simple dangerous. Yeah, that's why I like. I didn't know any of this. There's like, there's a thing where we have with like, basically when you go to any other country that doesn't speak English, you might as well assume that you're being Observed by some sort of foreign intelligence agency Shit. about what you're learning.
3: Yeah, yeah. What's especially students, saying? and and students are a big recruiting mechanism. Where there's a story of a guy that was studying in Hong Kong, and he spoke Mandarin, studied it, and um, studied, I think, like political science or something. And he wrote a lot of essays about government of various forms. And so he was approached by quote Chinese businessman to write essays for their company, and they'd pay him in cash. And they're like, wow you're writing some really good essays you should probably apply to the State Department in the United States and you should work in the embassy and then you can keep writing essays for us and what do you think about it and he's like oh yeah it's a really good idea and like you know what would be even cooler if you applied to the CIA and then you could keep writing essays for us we'll pay you in cash consider it a scholarship and then this idiot went applied he failed the State Department exam because he's a genius Um, and then he went into the interview for the agency and had second thoughts, walked out, and as soon as he walked out the door, got off the grounds of the interview, the FBI swiped him. And they're like, you're an idiot. We've been watching you for, like, two years doing this stupid stuff. (laughs) And they found that the businessman was directly connected to the Chinese Communist Party. Because there is no divide between business and government there. All the businesses are owned by the government and the
2: military. So, like... And that's why, like, <laughs> I mean, and that's how you, that's how you form, like, uh, human intelligence or human, like, that's, that's what it is. Yeah, it's all like human we, sources. Yeah.
1: So they target students they target the most.
2: Anyone, anyone who's, who's vulnerable. Yeah. It could be, like. Especially finances.
3: Like, yeah. if you can't pay
1: for
2: school, they're
3: like, oh, we'll give you a scholarship. Yeah.
2: You can't pay for school. You got a family member with a medical condition who needs to be taken care of. They'll target you that way. All sorts of shit.
1: What that's is crazy. this podcast
2: right now? <laughs> I mean,
0: I, jumping into loopholes, I know nothing about. <laughs> that's all like
2: that's all I stuff it. I learned. Like Ken Styles taught me all that stuff. Oh yeah, he's super cool. Who's that? These are uh, he's like my CIA instructor when I for when I got my minor in national security. He worked for the CIA mm-hmm. and then he had a class. Yeah, he retired and started teaching. Yeah,
0: nice. at Virginia Tech. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, my goodness. So um, going back to this underground, <laughs> dark. Sex trafficking in Blacksburg. Steve and I should be the seven eleven investigators. <laughs> should we
3: bug the seven <laughs> yeah. eleven?
2: I think it's the only logical conclusion. How many here. there's three right there in downtown Blacksburg? <laughs> well we
0: go to one very often. Oh, that's yeah. the one I used
2: to go to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um It's probably the one right downtown. No, it's the one right there next to our apartments or near the food line. I'm yeah.
3: sure but I'm sure this Girl was the one right by, by Champs. Champs. Champs, yeah. 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 Oh, okay. Well we'll
0: Did during
1: nice break one. during lunch, we'll uh, uh start snooping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm just gonna go to the bathroom and I'm gonna go to the back. <laughs> I'm gonna look for cages. We end up
1: seeing the same we end up seeing the same seven employees. <laughs> A little bit bigger than the border wall cages. <laughs> we end up finding out that seven eleven is some type of sex trap. Well, I'm not gonna say that. <laughs> yeah, AOC. Yeah. <laughs> yeah
2: but, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it's extremely possible. I mean, that's what happens when you get a bunch of people from all over in a condensed area. You're going to start uh, attracting bad actors. Mm. I mean, that's just what happens when you get super crowded populations like I that. I didn't
0: realize the sex trafficking problem was as big as it was until a few years ago. Virginia, when they say the numbers of people being 81's trafficked.
2: 81's the most uh, human-trafficked road in the United States of America. Lynchburg Lynchburg. Is the kingpin for mm. the entire East Coast. What?! Mm-hmm.
3: Lynchburg! And you want to know what they do is the trucks, so it's semis always, tractor trailers. And the way they do this is you can tell, you can almost kind of tell they have heat signature cameras, so fleer along the highways. And so they can see if there are people in the back of the trucks. And they also monitor. So these it. are on the side of the highways? Yeah. Sometimes. So you know these big campaigns by federal law enforcement to, they call it different things, to rescue people that are being trafficked. So they'll look at the load on the trailer. So you can see how far it sits from the wheels to see what kind of loads in the back. And so they can tell by how far it is. You can see this from aerial cameras too. They measure the distance between the wheel wells and the trailer to see how loaded it is. And the typical lighter trailers that aren't empty but there's still a load, there's likely people there. And it's always gonna be Shoot. blank trailers, no logos on them usually, and you can see that they're pretty much unloaded. The, like The truck, they're typically better at climbing hills. Mm-hmm. yeah the, the ones that
2: fly the ones that don't have to put they their flashing lights on yeah, yeah. they yeah. don't look like they're sitting super low like they'd have something extremely heavy in the back like that one that got stopped on 580, 581 i don't know maybe a year or two ago now I'm not, they I don't shut know down about this they just <laughs> even worse is the truckers half the time don't even know what the load yeah. is they shut down a truck on 581 and shut down all of 581 because it was a truck that had humans in the back they were trafficking people yeah
1: I did not, and the know, and the driver had no idea.
2: Ah, uh, he may have known on that one, yeah. but I remember because they had brought that they brought like out the SWAT team and everything. It was a standoff on five eighty one.
0: Where was I during
2: this? <laughs> right, <laughs> you should be
3: able to look it up. You should, and that, and that begs the question: Is so if we're able to shut down all these like social media conversations, like um, insurrectionists or whatever, trying to take down government officials so quickly, like the Nashville bomber. They identified him within 24 hours. How come we still have sex traffickers running around? If we have the kind of resources to identify that person that quickly, why does why is this still a problem? Oh my God! It sounds, like, sounds like sounds answer. like a problem that doesn't want to be fixed. So because
0: the the truck that was uh, caught on uh, 81 was headed to Epstein Island. Probably.
3: Because <laughs> 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 think about it. We we love Fuck. we love touting <laughs> how much we're about freedom in the United States, and we have our 13th Amendment that got rid of slavery but we're still the largest consumer of sex slaves in the world mm. including Americans that travel overseas to use sex slaves in foreign countries like uh like sex, hostel? sex tourism <laughs> is a big one like Hosted. Thailand Thailand you can go and find kids it's ridiculous mm. and so I don't understand why that's still a problem Gentlemen, unless it's I have a problem that we've heard we fix. about these things. that's no. that's
0: just i mean the number of uh, sex trafficked uh, people in this country Kind of shocked me when I saw it a few years ago. I didn't realize it was this bad because it's not being reported. Uh, Charlotte
2: is a horrible airport to get. Charlotte? Like Charlotte Douglas? Charlotte, North Carolina. Like it's a horrible um, place to get picked up. A lot of people get picked up there and trafficked. Mm -hmm. Uh, Same with the Atlanta airport. So the
1: south. So why Lynchburg though? Because you
2: can go anywhere from Lynchburg. Yeah. You can hit any back road, major interstate. You can go west, east, north, south. Take a bunch of back roads to go anywhere. You can pick up what, 81, 64, 77 from Lynchburg, all through right there.
1: Lynch, Lynchburg's kind of like a shady place in general. Yeah. Yeah. I it mean, and it's something you wouldn't expect because it's a relatively small town. And oh. re- highly City. religious, too. Yeah. You got know. Liberty
2: back in the background.
1: You know, again, it's one that of those guy.
2: where you don't expect expect it. Mm-hmm. That's where it typically would be.
1: So well, right, if you have to go to Seven Elevens Elevens and Lynchburg Teddy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Piss on Blacksburg. There's a bigger problem. Than <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, that
3: was a dark rabbit hole. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, <Next> Dave. <laughs> oh, it only gets worse for me.
2: Yeah, yeah it uh, doesn't get any better.
1: Oh. God.
0: I wanted to get into uh, the Dallas Mavericks anthem controversy.
1: Okay. I honestly
2: don't know much about
0: this. Well, Mark yeah. Cuban, you know the very wealthy owner of the Dallas Mavericks, uh, said he wasn't going to play the anthem before the games anymore. Um, they had not played it all year because there hadn't been fans. Which, I, I, I don't know if other teams do this or not, but fans finally came back and he said he wasn't going to play the anthem. And Adam Silver, the NBA commissioner, said, we're playing the anthem before the games because he knows his revenue is going to get fucking attacked. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. What, what do we think about the anthem before sporting events? Because I've said on this pod, I don't understand why they're at sporting events and not like movie theaters and concerts and other mascots. At
1: first, I never really thought about it. I was like, that's what we do.
0: I've got some notes written down. Um, the anthem was started to play before sporting events. It was
2: by the Pentagon.
0: That was the NFL
2: mm-hmm. after 9-11. Yeah.
0: This started back in 1918. Oh, shit. oh wow. Any sporting event in America... It was after World War One. Wow. So it was a very, uh, you know, prideful thing
2: to do. Mm. Kind of sp- like doing it, like, right after 9 11. Yeah, the yeah. NFL did it in
0: 1945. Their commissioner uh, instructed all teams to play the anthem before football games. And I guess every league followed. Uh, but uh, I, I want to get to this. What do we think about the national anthem being played before sporting events? Because I've had, you know, I've had arguments over the years. People, you know, can't not watch an NFL because. Players kneel before the anthem, or sit in the locker room before the anthem. I don't, ha- I don't have a problem with it because I don't have a problem with peaceful protest. But these people do. Like, what do we think about
2: that? It's like I'm going to watch a sporting event anyway. I don't watch the NFL because I just don't care for NFL football. Okay, that's just me. Yeah. Uh, well, that's
0: different from like people caring and yeah. not caring
2: because of this issue. Yeah. yeah, yeah. To me, it's like, like I'd rather watch a college game. Yeah. Uh, well, UFC doesn't do it, right? I think they did it when we went. Oh, okay. They just don't televise it.
1: Right.
0: I, mean, I actually went to a WWE event. They played the anthem before. Did
1: yeah, <laughs> they? Did they do it when we went to uh, Charlotte or Raleigh? Yeah, oh, I can't remember.
0: I think so.
2: I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's
0: only—it's weird. It's sporting events.
1: Yeah.
3: What?
2: A, I don't think anything else. We—I've never seen it at a concert,
1: movie theater. No. Well, I guess
3: if you think about it, especially in professional sports, mm-hmm. you're technically a representative of your country, aren't you? Because yeah. it's a similar. if you see a World Cup, any international event, they that play the is... anthems because they're representatives of their country. That's so the that is true. You're,
1: you're playing at like the highest a, level. It would be more for, like, Olympian Olympics. Inter, inter, yeah, that's where I
0: thought it came from, but it, it didn't come from the Olympics. That
2: is true enough.
0: But, uh, you know, the English Premier League, which is something I follow, you know, soccer, they don't play God Save the Queen before the games. They only play because
3: monarchs are dumb. Well,
0: they play that before <laughs> international matches. Okay. No one has a problem with it there. Like, what is the anthem, and how like how important is it playing it before sporting
2: events? Mm, I think it's pretty. I, I think by itself, it is it's important. I think that's that's, I think that's important. But do I think like like every day when I go to work, we have to say the pledge? I don't think that's important so it's like school you we have to say every morning when we start we say the pledge the weather and then we do our line-of-duty deaths and I don't think saying the pledge is important because I don't pledge my allegiance to a country or flag I pledge it to the uh, the idea the idea of America yeah and the pledge was invented by a businessman who
3: wanted to sell more flags anyway yeah what yeah Yeah. look it up there's a (laughs) businessman that says hey I sell American flags how could I sell more to schools and stuff. Wow, that's we'll an easy way display. to do it. Yeah. Because think about it. Like, what about America forces you to pledge allegiance to anything other than the idea that makes up America—liberty,
2: freedom, etc.? And you also got—we think, are not one nation under God because we're, we're we're not a religious country. Yeah. Separation of church and state doesn't make any sense. Yeah.
0: Yeah, the, the, no. the
3: pledge is kind of contradicting.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it
1: is.
3: Because even in the anthem, it does not doesn't not mention God in the first verse that we sing. Mm-hmm. So.
1: Well, why the hell do we have school players?
2: (laughs) Sounds like what Eric just said. (laughs) Sounds like everything's based around money, which it is. Yeah, Yeah. there is only one color in the world, and it is green. Cole, you got a question?
1: I was going to say that (laughs) (laughs) the UFC hasn't played the National Anthem before an event since UFC 33. Okay, well, then I'm corrected. Because it was after 9-11, and they came out and did the National Anthem. And then all the fights sucked. Oh, okay. I don't so. think I remember that. Then. So they, they <laughs> thought it was bad juju. Yeah. So <laughs> they thought it was bad juju, so they never played it again before the event. Well, it makes sense because that the UFC, the sport in general, is so international, too. Yeah. yeah.
2: I, I don't know. I think, it, I think it would make sense to do it at an international level, personally. I think it's important. But if there are people who don't want to play it, then... <laughs>
1: It'd be a lot of pledges then. It's kind <laughs> so, of crazy to be how, fair. So be it.
0: It's kind of crazy how uh, Adam Silver, the NBA commissioner, is you know doubling down on this uh, anthem what? thing. When uh, he's they just sh- doing
2: it because he saw what the NFL went through. Yeah,
0: and it. Also, I'm surprised they don't play the Chinese national anthem for the games. (laughs) (laughs) That's where all coming from. This is true. And
3: think about it. Just stay consistent on everything, where the issue is around people that want to protest during the anthem, and so you have every right to protest during the anthem. You also have every right not to participate. You have every right not to play it, especially if you own the team, like what Mark Cuban does, where he's saying, in my opinion, Mark Cuban's opinion, he wants it respected, and therefore the fans and players that he's seeing aren't respecting it, so why bother? And that's... His opinion, right.
2: perfectly entitled to it as everyone else is. So Also, it is his business. It is his team, his and franchise, I mean, and so... I mean, he's able to do what he wants at the end of the day, and if the consumers don't like it, then the market will decide that. But,
0: that's when Adam Silver stepped in and said, hey.
3: Yeah, so just stay consistent. If you're allowed to protest the anthem, you're allowed to protest by not playing it at all. So we can't pick and choose our fights, especially when it comes to constitutional amendments and rights that we have guaranteed in our founding documents.
1: So it just seems like the, the better thing to do is just do away with stuff. <laughs> well, just let people choose.
2: Let people pick yeah. and choose. Something. Do whatever you want as long as you're not harming anyone else or interfering with choices. Right liberties. Choice is yeah. the most important thing. If, you're, if you have the ability to choose and the market doesn't like it, then, well, then you've made the wrong choice and you reap what you sow. Mm-hmm. But if the market uh, doesn't care one way or another, then that's your choice. So given the choice to do it, I think you should, you know. See, I, know, I had no problem with any of this. I don't know. I, don't I just saw it as a controversial story. Yeah. Like I said, the only thing I think is that international events, I think it should definitely be yeah. played, but that's...
0: Yeah, because you're representing two, two nations usually when two nations play each other.
2: Yeah. Um,
0: speaking of international events, uh, this has something to do with uh, not sports <laughs> <laughs> I
2: want to know why we're going back to Iraq. <laughs> Money. Didn't I tell you we got the old guard back in? We got the old... The boys breed. are back in town. The boys are back in the town. war mongers town. Shoot, We got them war, you know... All right. Uh, nothing gets Democrats going old school Democrats. Like old school, war, uh,
0: you know, 40 plus years in office Democrats. Just yeah. yeah. a
2: dove with hawk wings, baby. So, nothing, gets so Joe, no, nothing gets Joe Biden. Nothing gets Joe Biden, Biden harder Biden. in the morning than deploying troops to Iraq. Even though <laughs> he dodged the draft himself in Vietnam. <laughs> did he? Yeah.
3: yeah. He and Donnie T. are the same. It, person. Uh, no,
0: no, no, no. I know Donnie T. <gasps> so the That's, war. I had problems with Donnie T. making fun of John McCain. Oh, yeah. When he fucking dodged the draft. Yeah. That pissed me off. Yeah. But I did not know Joe Biden. I guess I wouldn't have heard from that. So early he election. took
3: office what 1978, at the age of 29, when the God. war in Vietnam was winding down. So he had until 1975, perfect age range to serve. Even as an officer, if he wanted a cushy duty, he could have done it, and he didn't. And what does he do? Lord around his dead son Beau. For, yes. He served when I couldn't, but he still served. I'm like, thank goodness he's dead, or he would be a freaking on a puppet show. Constantly. That's what they're saying. The wrong son like, died. Like bad... <laughs> The how, wrong bad. <laughs> how bad would you feel if Bo actually went out and did what he believed was right and, and survived and then his fucking dad is running around like, see how much I care about this country? I'm willing to send a, your son to die because my son went. It's like, oh, fuck that you. That makes man. me just... Ugh. I wouldn't go myself. <laughs> my son decided he was a better man than me and oh, he would go, but look how great he is. Therefore, he's a great expression of my policies. Yeah. He
1: should feel such like a piece of shit. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Oil?
3: I, was there an event that happened in Iraq?
0: Uh, which time? A consulate uh, here recently. Yeah. Oh, there was, Wait, wait. is there more stuff recently that's happened? Oh,
3: ISIS attacking it, which is a result of U.S. foreign policy.
1: Yeah.
0: Yes. Wasn't there a consulate attacked, and that's their their motive for sending more troops to Iraq? Yeah. Because we were we were, scra- you know, Trump likes to say you know you know we're pulling troops out, but he does he did it real fucking slow, mm-hmm. and. Uh, now they're sending them back. I'm just, I'm just wondering what the motive was. Was it the consulate, or was it just? Yeah, it was, another, it? it was another
2: consulate attack. But here's the thing: like, when Trump up. was actually talking about pulling people out, Teddy, don't
0: let those cats out. <laughs>
2: <laughs> when he's talking about pulling people out, he, uh, he was actually pulling troops back. We, you know, uh, post Bush, like right early Obama, you stop seeing big infantry. Uh, surges. Surges. You stop seeing things like Operation Phantom Fury, you know, Operation Anaconda. You stop seeing these big um, whole divisions moving. It's It became more uh, special operations. But also, Obama's big thing was like, when he said, I'm pulling the troops out, it was pull the troops out and then everyone who retired send them back as contractors. And then Trump started pulling people out altogether and now we're looking at a surge.
3: Well, that that's why Obama was able to look so good during his term when he's saying, I'm pulling troops out of Iraq and Afghanistan. He sent back contractors in their place, where if you're a private contractor, you don't need to legally report that you have active troops in country because they're not
2: technically military, they're
3: paramilitary. And
2: you don't have to pay them as much as you do a, a actual uh, troop, like well, actual soldier. Yeah, or you pay man. them a higher
3: salary, but you don't have to give them VA benefits or anything else, okay, so yeah. it's, it's cheaper. Just a
2: job yeah yeah, yeah so. it, it, it's like it's like hey we're gonna we're gonna send you to work but we're not gonna give you any insurance or any uh, benefits post the job
0: so who would sign up for
2: that job uh, people, people who were, people who were making uh, 800 dollars a day in Iraq I mean they were like day, they you' if you ever listen to contractors talk about like 07 through like uh, like 2010 2011 they talk about how you had $800 days. Every day was $800. Boom, right to your account. Wow. And so
3: in short, dialing up the troop presences in Syria, Iraq, Afghanistan, and everything. So you see how, of course, there's still large oil producers over there, and we're dialing down domestic oil production to try to make it look good for environmental reasons. Yes, yes. Well, yeah, hydrofracking is extraordinarily inefficient way of extracting oil, but... It seems like you want to go over to the Middle East, drain all their oil, and make us a hegemon in terms of oil production in the world because we are the largest oil producer when it comes to the way we do things with hydrofracking in the shale fields over the United States. So why not drown, all, drown, get rid of all the Middle East's oil, dry them up, make everyone dependent on us? Which has been the thinking since the 80s, and it has But that also begs the question is if you're dialing up true presences who does that benefit the most in the short term it's the large companies that get huge fat government contracts Raytheon Raytheon Lockheed, Lockheed Martin, Martin. Northrop Grumman Boeing Boeing General Dynamics gotta make all your tanks which SEC and-
2: SecDef the SecDef Biden SecDef he worked for Raytheon he was on the board there was
0: more than uh, more the, than just him that's this, The
2: Secretary of State worked with the same consulting company. They both worked together on the same consulting company that works with private contractors overseas for military defense. So, you know, for private security. So you tell me, you know, it's just like reaching into your own pocket. That's all they're doing.
3: It's just the continuation of a war that wasn't even prosecuted
2: correctly in the first place. Nice. And um, now, you know, we got people spread all over. We got people in uh Asia we got guys in Africa we got guys in the Middle East I mean South America you know we got we got every con we got people all over there I mean literally
3: So just trace it back to 1991 with Desert Storm where we got to the gates of Baghdad and was like all right Saddam that's a pretty good lesson for you you're going to be scared now and then we left and, and so he came back and did the same thing and gassed the Kurds and yeah. the uh, Iranians. And so the big part with that in the first place is Afghanistan was the big one because Osama bin Laden left Sudan to go back to Afghanistan in the 90s clearly plotting a, um, an attack against the homeland United States which was known about but we were so focused on the Soviets that we didn't really give it any um, attention and then when it finally happened we had a team on the ground within a week and a half in Afghanistan collecting intelligence and directing um aerial surveillance, and then we got the Special Forces A-teams going in to call on airstrikes using the Northern Alliance to fight the Taliban, who is hosting Al-Qaeda and UBL. And so, Osama bin Laden, sorry. Yeah, we had AFO teams,
2: uh, advanced forward operation teams. So within a month, country. we had the
3: Taliban essentially defeated, and then what happens in 03 we is... Moved
2: the, we move the goalpost.
3: We move the goalpost, and we say, oh, Afghanistan's looking good, because you hear any of the transcripts of the briefings that happened to the president and the National Security Council, they're saying Afghanistan's the real place because you have a real threat in Al-Qaeda there with the Taliban wanting to attack the homely, homeland United States and government officials all over the world. And then the deputy um, secretary of defense, I forgot his name. Um, at the time? Yeah, at the time. Um this is 2003, right? Fuck, yeah. Um, God. Whatever, he was Cheney's little yeah. yes man. So he comes in and he's like, so Saddam Hussein has connections to Al-Qaeda, right? And then all the intel guys are like, is this guy being serious? Has he not been listening this last few months? This is ridiculous because Saddam Hussein himself had Iraqi intelligence in the mountains of Afghanistan investigating Al-Qaeda, wondering, who the fuck are these guys? They had no idea who they were and they're like, Well, that's good enough for me. We might as well go topple his whole regime because, I mean, something about terrorism. But they got oil. Terrorism, though. Yeah. And oil. (laughs) And then, and then, yeah. And then we think about his claim on Kuwait is actually legit if you think about it. How on earth would a a sovereign country that happens to be the one coastal port that Iraq had in ancient times, which Iraq was drawn by a freaking French and British British. diplomat in 1916 for fun, So, so. kuwait is actually theirs but we just say it isn't because kuwait's friendly to us and they have really rich oil fields and then we you know push on to baghdad in what a couple weeks and the big mistake was so they toppled the bath party which was saddam hussein's guys and they're like everyone who's a bathist needs to go executed or excommunicated even though your options in iraq up to that point were death or bath party so most of them were actual patriots for their country that were serving out of fear, and they were willing to work with anyone who would topple the regime and get a real country going. Instead, they disbanded the entire military, the entire government, and created they, a power vacuum, and that's when they started seeing foreign fighters coming from Syria and everywhere else to
2: fight the Americans. And the people who would actually know how to run the country the best were forced out of the country. And those would be the patriots who were forced to work within the Ba'ath party, but then they were like, yeah, we don't really need you, we're just gonna start from scratch. And we saw how well that worked. So, so would you say the only accomplishment
0: from the Iraq War was the killing of Saddam Hussein?
2: Uh, yeah. And then honestly, I'd say probably I I can't think of anything. A else, couple years after the Iraq War, don't get me wrong. Like living under Saddam was horrible. If you ever listen to, um, they they have a guy on Drinking Bros come on. He's called the Terrorist Whisperer. Yeah, I think. For, if you listen to I'm him prepared. talk about what it was like growing up under. Saddam Hussein and he he said the couple years after Saddam was gone, he said life in Iraq was actually really good. People were actually able to eat food. He grew up around him? He grew up underneath like underneath Iraq. Oh he's talking about, (laughs) talking about like starving and stuff like that. Like he it was pretty bad, but like post couple years after the like invasion of Iraq, I mean it was actually pretty good for Iraqis and then it just went to shit. Like bad.
0: I remember uh, when I was young, I read a story about Saddam Hussein. He was mad at his soccer team for losing a friendly match against another nation, and he executed them all.
2: When Saddam took what? Yes. <laughs> when Saddam took power, the first thing he did was come in and read a list of names off a piece of paper, and he said, "You can leave the room now." And they, you can hear him in the. You can actually watch the video, and uh, those people were. Uh, executed, those are the people he wanted killed, but he's like, you can leave the room now. And as they're trying to protest, like, apologize or whatever, gain his favor, he's like, no, you can leave the room now, and they're taken out and killed. Oh, my gosh. Well,
0: would you consider what's going on in Saudi Arabia something close? Oh. With, with uh, what's his name? The, the crown prince. Oh, God, I forgot his name. But uh, he, there was a situation at the Ritz-Carlton in Saudi Arabia... Where he, what? <laughs> the red Carlton he he invites a bunch of people close to him. You know how wealthy they are.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: People close to him, and they stay in the hotel. This is from the movie The Dissident. It's it's a movie by Brian Fogle. But uh, he takes them in there and threatens them with giving them all their money or they're dead.
3: Mohammed bin Salman.
0: Yes. Yes. MBS is what they call them, um, like the news. MBS,
2: <laughs> or am I thinking of M? You're thinking of CBS M- B- and MBC, and PBS. Mp- Mb- S- you're <laughs> thinking of everything that's yeah.
0: not yeah. correlated with this. <laughs> I was like, like the news. But so uh, the problem in Saudi Arabia is right now they're they're. They're showing to the world some progressive ideologies. Yeah, like, women can drive. Yeah, yeah. finally!
3: <laughs> women have a bad hair, but I
0: voted. We got them. Until the 20th century, but you can't even drive over there. But they're, they're like masking to the world that they're 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 having these progressive ideas when in the background.
2: They're still throwing gay Home dudes boy. off. Oh, boy! They're still throwing gay dudes off roofs. Like, that's what they do. You want to
3: know why there are millions of starving children in Yemen? Because of them. Yeah. We don't do anything about it because it would piss off the Saudis, which means no oil and no gateway into the Red Sea and the
2: good old Middle East. Which we need to definitely make a, uh, there's a clear break between the Saudis and people, the rest of the people in uh, Arabia. Because before the Saudi uh, family took power, it was just Arabia and they then they co-opted their name into the country. So that's right. their own name. They're the ruling family. Yeah. So it's the Saud family. Yeah. So it's
0: Oh my gosh. They named the whole country after themselves. Yeah, pretty much.
2: <laughs> like Narcissus. Cuz you ever heard of Lawrence of Arabia?
0: I've mm-hmm. heard the name, I don't know much about the backstory. Good old
2: Larry. Yeah. What, what, what was he known for? He was uh, he was English, wasn't he? Yeah, he was a yeah. Brit. Who uh See, this during, motherfucker knows. <laughs> during the Otta he, he during World War One he, he waged guerrilla warfare with the Bedouins and uh, the people of Arabia against the Ottomans. The Turks. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so then when
0: So he's like a liberator for
3: Well the deal was with the British are like, Hey, if you raise a second front against the um, Triple Alliance and go fight the Turks, we'll give you your own countries.
2: Mm-hmm. And then the Saudis took over.
3: Which yeah. is how which is how um, they made the deal Am I mixing things up here with the um, king of Jordan, right? No, you're right. Okay, yeah.
2: So. So when was this? There, the, so man, I need to look this up. Early to sure. nineteen.
0: So World War One-ish.
2: Yeah, yeah, but I mean, this is when you see like the Saudis coming to power after that, and it, instead of being Arabia, it becomes Saudi Arabia, never and then this that. ruling mm-hmm. family is in charge. Uh, basically till now. And, uh, I mean, they definitely do not like people from the West. They like it because it gives them money, and that's about it.
0: Yeah, apparently, uh, MBS is very close with Jared Kushner. <laughs> very close.
2: <laughs> I think it's the, the
3: King of Jordan. Yeah, I think, I, and I swear I'm mixing something up here. I don't want to get it wrong. Yeah, we don't want to get anything wrong on this podcast because we are such a fact-checked based podcast.
0: <laughs> you have to have everything right when you come on here. That's why we're going to have a QAnon member come on here soon. God. Wait, really? Odd. Yeah, I want to look very far. More underground, <laughs> more
1: underground. you know, better feel you. <laughs> Wait,
0: what? No, I just made it up.
1: Okay. <laughs> it
0: goes like QAnon in the house.
2: Do, uh, just do uh, him and uh, King of Jordan.
0: So this is Lawrence the. So who who are we uh, affiliating with the King of Jordan? The... So
3: um, the deal was made with the Brits. Is so after, so Iraq, Syria, um, all of the Levant. So basically where Israel, Jordan, Lebanon, Syria are right now. So after the First World War, they that was part of the Ottoman Empire all the way up toward North Africa. And so the deal was with these Arab leaders, if they helped fight the Ottomans and dissolve the empire, they'd get their own states, right? Mm-hmm. So they made the deal of they'd appoint sons of, um, what is his name, Abdulaziz, I believe, to be um, kings of these new states, so Iraq and Syria. And so um, Bashar al-Assad is one of the only remaining original yeah, monarchs.
0: And he's, uh, this is a dumb question. He's still in charge, right?
3: Yeah. yeah, yeah, okay. So, um, I think it was Faisal was Iraq. He was overthrown in 49, maybe? Mm. And then they installed another king over in Iran, which was deposed in the 79 yeah. revolution. Yeah, Revolution. He was uh, related to Abdulaziz. And then um, King Abdullah of Jordan is still there, too. So they're keeping it in the They're family. all related. <laughs> And that's why it was such a big deal because these stupid um, French and British diplomats are transposing people from one region to another to lead people that aren't at all affiliated with them, which is why it was such a problem because you have the majority Sunni and Shia Muslims in different areas where they take a king from the wrong sect
2: to try to lead them and they hated him for it, which is a big problem. Or even people who don't even speak their language. Like in Afghanistan, there's Tajiks, there's Pashtun, there's um, what's it, um, Bush? What's the B one? The language in Afghanistan. There's Tajiks, Uzbeks, Pashtuns. Uh, Starts with a B. It's another language. Starts with a B. There's like four or five different languages. Languages in
0: Afghanistan. Thousands.
2: Like I'm talking about the big. Thousands. The big tribes imagine being multilingual in Afghanistan Uh, you got Farsi which kind of leaks in from um, Iran Um, but like you got all these people and they're like they not only are they split up by their languages but they're also split up by their uh, their religious beliefs too so people of the south which speak Pashto they are mainly uh, what are they they're considered Pashtuns because they share a border with Pakistan. And yeah,
3: it's all. Yeah, but what, so, what
0: was the other one? The Uzbeks? Are, there's
3: like uh, Uzbeks, Tajik. Tajiks. Tajiks. Um, and these
0: are all like countries beside them, right?
3: Yeah, so yeah. all the border countries. Uzbekistan? So, these borders aren't real to most yeah. of the people that live there because it's a tribal. It's, it's not tribes, a real yeah. It's not technically a state. Like the border between Iraq and Afghanistan is considered a tribally administered zone. So, it it's the one in
2: pa- Pakistan, too. So, they don't need the, a big border wall. The in Like the Pakistani. Afghanistan border is called the Fata, which is the federally administered tribal tribal area.
1: area. There's multiple tribes that have multiple languages. Yeah. -hmm.
2: Like in the country of Chad alone, there's 105 spoken languages. Jesus Jesus Christ. (laughs) What? And they've all cut it, they just decided to cut it into one. Well, Teddy, if you think about it,
0: uh, the Native Americans in this country had. Yeah. (laughs) How many tribes were there and how many languages were there here
2: at one point?
1: Mm. I don't know, some locals are like, Um you know, this and that. I'm like, no, you're not. (laughs)
2: I'm a 16th Cherokee. That's Uh, just a little more. I'm a 1048th Cherokee. They just
1: say the popular ones that everybody knows. Navajo, not even. I'm Apache, by the way. (laughs) I also
3: identify as an attack helicopter.
2: (laughs) I like the Cobra, but I identify as a Mayan. (laughs) But now, what what they did is they just uh, they just cut lines in the sand and said, if it fits, it ships. Basically.
0: this just turned into a Middle Eastern history episode. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's
3: why there's so many problems. Yeah. yeah.
2: It's because of us, which would need to be Balkanized, like we did with uh, Yugoslavia. Slavia. They did that themselves. So it's yeah. only a
3: matter of time. Yeah.
1: Well, uh, how much do you believe in like history repeats itself? All the time. All the time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, those, those who time, do not learn yeah. from
3: it are doomed to repeat it.
1: Well, I brought this up like a few days ago or whatever. Uh, I read something where uh, this theory on the Roaring Twenties is going to come back. Do you believe that's going to be a thing? Absolutely.
0: Are we going to be dressing up like
1: Leonardo DiCaprio in The Great
0: Gatsby? Everything's lining up the way it
3: should be, because if we do get through this whole pandemic period, people are going to go wild because they're going out and about again. But we're also looking at a potential stock market and housing market crash. So so. Similar to
2: 2008? Uh, Your worse. thing's worse I hope it, I hope it's because of Dogecoin, though. I hope like the market crashed because people invested into Dogecoin. Well, it's
3: going to be a little different because you see Elon Musk, the wealthiest man in the world,
2: is... Second intention- now. To who? But Bezos and him pass each other. Oh, yeah.
3: man. They pass <laughs> each other. Whatever. It's top two wealthiest yeah. men in the world. So, um, him, him, him even tweeting things about Dogecoin that and changes Bitcoin... changes the market. So, he's knowingly undermining the U.S. dollar because... Mm politics have screwed him time and time again to try to accomplish what he wants to do because he is, I guess you could say an outsider in that respect where he's not in cahoots with the big tech companies typically. And so he's saying, I don't trust the US dollar, I'm gonna accept crypto to buy my products, which means he's predicting that the US dollar is eventually gonna become worthless and yep. so he wants another currency. And everybody's saying, oh, but crypto is not backed by anything, like, No, neither is the US dollar, thanks Nixon. We don't have a gold standard, who does the chinese they've been buying up all the gold to try to back their currency because they want to replace
2: this as the world reserve currency
0: so, so you, the u s dollar has a t-
2: like a time it, limit on we well the only reason people say the u s dollar is the uh, standard is because we all agree upon it,
1: yeah, That's and we'll we come all come and kill
2: you if you disagree, yeah, like it's, Gaddafi and Libya,
1: so you think there's going to be like a financial tragedy worse than, like, COVID. We're going to do it Before the Roaring Twenties become a thing. Well, probably, like, two years in. That's what I'm saying. Like, um,
3: the U.S. government themselves say that they don't quite understand all of the contributing factors to the inflation of the U.S. dollar, and the Federal Reserve thinks it's a good idea to print another $3 trillion for fun, and that only leads to one thing, which is inflation, probably hyperinflation. So... If you have cash, there could be rapid deflation, which means the U.S. dollar spikes in value and then collapses. So if that happens, just go and buy houses and stuff, whatever you want. This is
1: like a full circle of this money. This whole <laughs> how long do you think how,
0: how long do you think it takes until Elon Musk gets censored?
1: On who I don't think it's possible because
3: he's the type of guy where if you tried to, he's like, He'll "I'm starting own. my own thing. It's going to be called Twatter. Yeah.
2: Twatter Book. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Twatter. Yeah.
3: yeah, I can't wait
0: to see the videos on that website on Twatter."
2: Which, which the, which <laughs> the, the whole thing that stops people from creating their own thing is actually just server space. That's where Amazon makes all their money. It's just...
3: Amazon Web Services. Web Services. That's
2: that's their most... That's their moneymaker. prized possession. That's why I can get my shit to me in two days without any uh, shipping. Because they make all their money there. What if he buys Amazon? That would be wild. Couldn't... That would be crazy, but he... There's no way he'd be able to do that. I don't know. Jeff Bezos is stepping down now. I know, but Tesla isn't even profitable. That's true. Like, the only thing keeping it afloat is the stock price.
3: People
1: are speculating
2: on it. That's true. Like...
1: I uh, listened to the Rogan podcast that he was on recently and he talked about uh, he has so much going on right now but his dream is to like do, uh, create planes.
2: He, he really, I mean, he, he's got a lot of good ideas but he can never get backing for them because the, the U.S. government doesn't like stuff that could actually uh, lead to better efficiency within the United States.
1: How much more difficult is it to like shoot something up In space, to just airplanes, is it just you know uh, stability, like flying in the air? It's (laughs)
2: extremely difficult to. That's why like the Saturn V is the most powerful machine ever created.
1: Yeah, because he was talking about how hard it was to like stay up in the air.
2: It's how far is it? It's it's not that far. But then he can shoot up
1: a car in space and orbit around what the moon or Mars or whatever. (laughs) Well, it's a. it's all based on distance. You don't really have to go far to
2: get out of, to get out to outer space. Right. You don't have to go far. You just gotta have something that's powerful enough to actually launch something and continue like flying for extended periods of time. is yeah, actually that's what I was getting at. Yeah. Is actually way more challenging because uh, there's like you have to have enough go thrust. You have to have enough thrust, but you also have to have. There's like a weight ratio you have to perfectly balance between fuel, what you can carry, and how many people you can carry, and drag, mm. and gravity, uh-huh. and all these other things. That's like why those like um those supersonic birds, the Air France's, they only flew for yeah, they only flew for a few years, and then yeah,
3: air travel is the one of the least efficient means. It's not fuel efficient at all. That and um, well, yeah, that's the single least
2: efficient means of travel that's why like, his the fastest but that's why like his hyper train that elon wanted to create uh, going is, across city to city in the united which states which is actually yeah. super uh super it's like way more efficient especially if you look at like uh japan's like bullet trains and stuff like that well any railroad go look up the stats from csx where they
3: use diesel electric motors to transport cargo and they posted some statistic of being able to move like 100,000 tons of cargo for 10 miles on a single gallon of diesel fuel or something. Yeah. Because once you get up and moving, inertia is really carrying you more than any kind of fuel.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: So that's why I want bullet trains. But the big issue is having a representative government is all these states that are originally labeled flyover states, especially in the Midwest, they don't want a train that bypasses them too and eliminates any kind
2: of economic growth for them. Mm-hmm. So... Because a lot of truckers will end up... So you're losing
3: jobs for truckers, you're losing um, land because you need to build these tracks through, and it's just bypassing parts of the U.S. So you have representatives that are going to oppose it the whole time.
1: Mm
3: -hmm. So like the only reason the transcontinental railroad was allowed is because it was the only means of transportation, and none of those were states up to that point. They're just territories. Yeah. And there's nothing out there.
0: No, there was not. There still isn't.
3: This is true enough. I have flown over those states.
0: You mean you tell me we can't <laughs> a, continue we, You to mean to so. tell yeah. me we can't pull a bullet train in Kansas? That'd be the greatest thing to happen to Kansas since Jayhawk basketball. <laughs> not. And they suck right now. But so 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 you think we should uh, worry about
2: trains more than planes? Trains, planes, and automobiles. You know, it's trains are honestly probably the most efficient way to travel. That's why Europe and them Well, do Musk so is well. doing
1: underground
3: train. Yeah, they got bullet trains yeah. so they have they have their regional trains and they have cross-country bullet trains so if you need to go to a certain city now where is region, this most of Europe parts of Asia too mm-hmm. where you'll see take England for example you can have their regular train that takes you from city to city usually leading back to London then you have a bullet train that goes all the way to France through the channel under the water through the channel the,
0: the channel under the English channel mm-hmm The channel. That's what they call it. That's insane. Yeah. There's a train that goes under the water. Yeah.
3: And and I didn't know about it. So you can hop. (laughs) So if you want to drive there from England to France, you um, park your car on a um, train car and then it
1: hauls you underneath.
3: So it
0: hauls the car?
3: Yeah. So they have two train tracks. So you can
1: see sharks and shit swimming around. (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
3: (laughs) It's transparent. Oh my God. (laughs) That's. Yeah, but the bullet train will will hit, like, 200 miles an hour, and then the regular regional trains stick it to, like, 70. We seriously neglected our, like, train transportation. Most infrastructure that's efficient at all. That's true. But that that can mainly be attributed to the oil industry, where if you have more efficient means, people don't need to buy gas. Also, the U.S. government makes a whole lot of money on gasoline tax so you pay a tax on every gallon of gas or diesel you use. And so if you eliminate that,
2: that's a huge pinch of revenue, which means they're going to come looking somewhere else for it. This is why you'll never see electric cars get off the ground that are f- super efficient. Hmm. Because
1: well,
0: everyone thinks uh, you know, by like 2025, 2026, electric cars will be a,
2: almost a bunch of households will at least have one. Where are you going to charge them at? Where do you get the electricity? Where yeah, we don't have a power plant around here that's going to be able to
1: Well, they thought flying cars would be a thing in 1999.
2: That's because those people were tripped out... They, they yeah, I they, want to go
1: back to 1999 and be an adult. I wonder what that was like. They thought
2: the world was going to end because the computers could switch over to 2000. I want to be. I want to be at. I'm not listening to anything those people have to tell uh, It me. must have been the same feeling I had when the clock hit 2012, and I thought the
1: Mayans were going to blow us all up. They're going to come out from the graves and blow us all up. And I want to be like at Champs uh 1999 listening to Chance. Chance at
0: 1999. Yeah, listening New to New Millennium. Them. Holy yeah. shit! You just you're holding the hand of the person next to you. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh, shit. Is that Clyde going to switch from a 199 to a 2? Like it did the century before, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> God, we're fucking retarded. Yeah. yeah. That's what happens, though, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that's what gotta happens. have something to look forward to. Yeah. A yeah. new millennium. That's what happens. People, like, it's like 100 years. We can advance 100 years. Mm-hmm. The clock changeover, and by the time like we'll be like, wow, we're really intelligent. And then we get to the end of that hundred years, and we're like, we are fucking stupid. It just, <laughs> it just goes. I feel like like everything good happens in the early years, and then it just slowly like just crashes. Well,
0: we we're almost there. I, I loved it peaks back. Uh, I loved up. the end of 2020. I loved uh, how people thought you know, just because of the calendar, which is wrong, was going to change that our problems were going to change. Just
1: because uh, stupid. Yeah, and then we get January. That's because people, people are stupid. <laughs>
2: You know? People. Those are
0: horoscope people, by the
2: way. Yeah. They don't realize that two of those months are made up anyway. <laughs> yeah. Which we month talked I about last The month oh, I was yeah, born doesn't even exist, apparently.
1: <laughs> you shouldn't be here. It's because the Romans, man. <sighs> Fucking Julius Caesar, man. Yeah. Julius Caesar? We, we brought him up, too, last time. Yeah. yeah so, ju- wait, what were the months again?
0: July and August. August. The, like the two best months of the year because mm. it's summer.
3: Yeah, they were like... Those two. I mean, either way, Zadim. Julius and Augustus were pretty cool, so I'll give them months, whatever.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, Julius
3: Caesar, crazy but cool. Well, think about it. It's a guy that had all of the power in the entire Roman emper- Empire and voluntarily gave it back to the Senate. Yeah, that is true. Because he wasn't a dictator. Yeah, they always say about power. That's you don't a benevolent give it up. dictator. That's one of the two forms of government that's been proven to ever work: is a republic and his guys betrayed and him. And a anyway.
1: benevolent
2: dictatorship. This is true. The Romans had both. And then after that, it was just hedonism and a lot of fucking. <laughs> <laughs> it Thanks. was. I have a description there. Oh, it's, God. it's what happened. In
3: Rome? Yeah. Yeah, he actually published a book where it's after Augustus. Ends. Hedonism. Like hedonism.
1: And
2: a, lot <laughs> a lot of fucking. And then after that, it's 2021.
1: Yeah. A, lot, a lot of gay sex. <laughs> a lot of
2: boys. A lot of men on boys. Type oh, stuff. My God. oh,
1: here we go again oh, with the pedo. Dude. Oh.
2: Jerry <laughs> Sandusky would have been living
1: large what Did you hear Rome. about that one Roman emperor <laughs> yes, that
3: he came to power as like a 13-year-old <laughs> kid? And his favorite activity was dressing up like a prostitute yeah. and would go into the brothels in the city. He was an emperor of Rome. He was a kid when he became emperor. Yeah. And he liked dressing up like a, a like chick. King Joffrey age?
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is Dressed there up? a movie on him? Probably. I mean, there's a lot of movies on everything. Yeah. <laughs> Nero watched the city burn while playing his fiddle on the roof, you know? Dude, um...
3: I think Caligula is the funniest one. Caligula, yeah. So Julius Caesar was one of his generals at the time when they were faffing about in England for a while, and so Caligula was fucking insane. He was dying of syphilis, and so he had. Where he got that from? He had an entire fucking hedonism and fucking. He had an entire legion get up on (laughs) ships. And he waged war against Neptune, the god of the sea. And yeah, so he clap. had an entire Roman legion go out into the middle of the ocean and start stabbing at the water. It's like, fuck you, Neptune.
1: <laughs> oh, my god! <gosh. laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: yeah, I mean, they, do, they do, got him. They do. They Romans did some crazy shit. <laughs>
1: That's
2: something I don't know about a lot either. Like right roads? Right? <laughs> ha. Roads, fresh water, aqueducts.
0: And fuck it. That's, That's well, what they're known for. You know what they
2: called it. them in London? Like old school London when it used to be L U N D N, was the the What?
1: It was spelled different? Yeah.
2: Why'd they change it? I don't know. Probably because of the way language changes.
1: Okay. The biggest takeaway of this podcast is going to be me just thinking about a guy cutting through waves in an ocean. Yeah. So, it's, it's like it's like he's
2: standing on the shore and it's
1: just like a wave comes up and he's
2: like, Ugh! You know. it with the shield? I'm making tally
3: marks for the kills on the shield.
2: I got one. Like,
0: yeah, his K, his K-D balance. ratio had to be
2: tremendous yeah, that day. Off Until he got like wore out and got drugged out by a riptide. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, oh no. Shit. <laughs> You've won this day, Neptune. <laughs> I wanna
0: get into one last thing. Plenty of, plenty of other
3: oceans, bitch.
0: Can we get into one last thing? Me and Gabby went down a Cuban rabbit hole last night. Mm. and the Which only... Cuban?
3: The country or the person? Or the cigar.
0: The uh, the country. This there was a Which, UFC. Do they flag... all I connect?
3: Maybe. <laughs> Something <laughs> like the Bermuda Triangle.
0: But uh there was a fighter and his nickname was the Cuban Missile Crisis. So I had to look into, you know, Cuban history, and it, and it, and it, uh, it reminded me of a operation that the United States <laughs> yeah. proposed, and I couldn't think of the name of it. Me and Gibby were struggling with the name of it, and then we found it. Operation Northwoods, and how fucking crazy that was. Teddy, do you know anything about
2: Operation Northwoods? I have no idea.
1: Right,
0: let's explain it to Teddy.
1: Educate me. <laughs>
2: Just want to read the Wikipedia page, (laughs) because you got it right there. That's where I went last night.
3: Was a proposed false flag operation against the Cuban government that originated within the U.S. Department of Defense and the Joint Chiefs of Staff of the United States government in 1962. The proposals called for the Central Intelligence Agency and other U.S. government operatives to both stage and actually commit acts of terrorism against American military and civilian targets, blaming them on the Cuban government and using it to justify a war against Cuba. The possibilities detailed in the document included a possible assassination of Cuban immigrants, sinking boats of Cuban rec- refugees on the high seas, hijacking planes to be shot down or given the appearance of being shot down, blowing up a U.S. ship, and orchestrating violent terrorism in U.S. cities. The proposals were rejected by President John F. Kennedy.
0: Okay, let's let's just say this: the Joint Chiefs of Staff proposed. Self-imposed terrorist attacks on our own people, or Cubans, killing Cubans to make it look like Cuba killed them to start a war.
2: Very Spanish-American war.
1: Was a Democrat involved? <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean, I don't know. Well, John F. Kennedy shot it down. Hmm. Now, apparently that caused like a huge rift between the, uh, the military and John F. Kennedy. Well, it's not the military as a whole, but the Joint Chiefs. Joint staff, Chiefs, but... Because he fired him? That remi- He brought up... A- that's no Russian off of Call of Duty.
1: Warfare yeah. 2, yeah
2: false flags.
0: where you going you,
1: you remember that mission yeah. where you go in and yeah. they
0: blame Paris? it on that person? The yeah. Russians did it and they killed the American to make it look like the Americans did it.
2: Mm. That's false flags for you.
0: How often does that those
2: those occur false flags? Which one were we talking about that we said it looked like a false flag? It was in the Middle East.
3: Um 2017 in Syria.
2: 2017 recent. Time. Oh yeah. When uh, with when the
3: gas. So Bashar al-Assad's regime was accused of using sarin gas against his own people Yeah, and um, so inspectors went in. So Russian government and UN and Syrian government went in to investigate it well, and it was it- homemade chlorine gas or mustard gas rather which you can make with um, just the chlorine tablets that you get from a pool store and ammonia so the cleaning fluid. You mix them together enough In certain quantities, not going to say what quantities, (laughs) you can make mustard gas, essentially, and you can unleash it and kill people with it. And so it was thought that it was either a false flag from the Syrian rebels or from the Israelis who wanted to occupy the Golan Heights, which they currently do, which is Syrian territory. Um, And so everyone's like, oh, wow. It was obviously the the Syrian government that did this. And then we started launching airstrikes against them, landing troops, et cetera, et cetera. The Turks invaded Afrin from the north, and all kinds of other shit happened. And so think about it. Um, Bashar al-Assad is not a stupid person. He's a trained doctor in the West, speaks English, very articulate, has an incredibly advanced military and the backing of the entire Russian government. Why on earth... Would he want to use chemical weapons, which would only stir up
2: international outcry against his own people, which he's already winning in a war against? To be fair, we know the UN wouldn't do anything anyway but write a paper about it and then say we were four years too late. So
3: so you're fighting against guys wearing (laughs)
2: sandals with
3: 30-year-old AKs, and you have aircraft, you have tanks, armored personnel carriers, missiles, Trained professional military with the backing of the Russian state, which
1: you
2: already use chemical weapons. You're already beating them anyway. Yeah, you're winning. They were winning. That's some crazy shit. That that's a. (laughs) I mean, Uh, it's not just in video games.
1: He raises hand. It's it's fourth grade Uh, history. Going back some, like to Japan when they were Imperial Japan, the Marco Polo accident or something where they staged like a bombing to make it look like China did at the start of war with China. Isn't that kind of like the same thing too? That's
2: a false flag. Yeah. I mean we could even I mean you'd go as far as saying the uh the to get us in the Vietnam War. Um uh, it's not technically a false flag, but it's definitely an operation that was What was this operation? The one where uh, they said they got shot at by the boats.
3: Oh my god, the the torpedo incident, incident. in the uh what was it?
2: The Gulf of Tonkin.
3: Yeah, the Gulf, Gulf of Tonkin, Tonkin incident where they claimed that North Vietnamese torpedo boats were launching on a destroyer or it was either a destroyer or an intelli- a signals intelligence ship off the coast. Yeah. And they're like, nothing freaking happened. Yeah.
2: They say there were blips on the radar. So these are just excuses. Yeah, it's just excuses. Well, there's to- another one. Or oh, the it- most famous uh, well, false flag is the invasion of Poland.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: When uh when the Germans sent uh people disguised as Polish oh to start shooting at German troops, they sent Germans disguised as Polish into Poland and started shooting at German German troops. Yeah, back towards Germany to uh, initiate the invasion of Poland. Oh my
3: god! Another one, 1973, during the. Six-Day War, what is it? Israeli jets attacked the U.S. Destroyer. Oh, to yeah. To to pull them into the war.
2: Yeah. The U.S. Destroyer, um, I just sent you that thing. On yeah, scene, yeah. Right? Right. Uh, where the Israelis, Israelis, Israelis F-4s, our planes that we gave them, shot at our, uh, was it the Liberty? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was 1967, sorry. The 19- Six-Day War. Yeah, to draw us into the Six-Day War.
3: So it was a, a research ship and israeli fighters attacked it as well as torpedo boats on 8 june 1967 killed 34 crew members and 100 and wounded 171 and we're attacking it trying to make it look like it was whoever the fuck else the egyptians egyptians or something like that using u.s made aircraft that only they had so that's pretty cool
0: jesus christ what these governments do (laughs) They just love violence.
3: Yeah, so then when they got caught, they paid the U.S. government he's shocked. $3.32 <laughs> $3. million in compensation.
0: So that's the rabbit hole we went down last night, the false flags. And I was like, this. the false flags like this are, is what gives way to the 9-11 yeah. conspiracies about, you know, sending planes down your own building to
2: start a war in another country. So. Yeah. I don't think... I can't just... It was definitely the Saudis. We invaded the wrong country, but... <laughs> we're in bed with the Saudis. Yeah. But it was, the, like, what? Out of all the hijackers... There was like, only, 18. Like, only three weren't from Saudi Arabia? Yeah.
3: Yeah, so Yemenis and Saudis. So
0: we, we were like, hey,
3: let's go
2: to Iraq. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Let's go to Iraq again.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But the, what people don't get about the 9-11 stuff is it's not that the that jet fuel melt still beams instead that it weakens it enough to where the top part is too heavy for it to support. And that's why it causes it to come down.
3: Yeah, if there was anything planted in the foundation, it would have collapsed from the bottom. bottom yeah, it wouldn't have... You wouldn't you, have you seen, would have that seen top. the top. It would have been like that rather than the top coming down.
1: Well, boys,
0: you think it's a good place to stop mm-hmm. this?
1: Give me a quick uh, thing on... Kennedy. Because I walked in, I was like, all right, you... on oh, Kennedy. Yeah. What about Kennedy? But oh, It
3: wasn't just one guy. Well, the forensic pathologists that investigated... <laughs> oh, okay, oh! Them, they're they're speculating brief. that there could have been more than one shooter. Right. And think about it, dude. Why the fuck would you try to assassinate a president using a Carcano? In a, the worst fighting rifle ever built in history
0: so is that what Oswald had yes he mm-hmm. has a,
3: a carcano and he managed to get off what five shots in, supposedly in what six seconds that's impressive for any good marksman let alone with a fucking Carcano
1: so it's just like a there's oh, a lot of fouls yeah, it's, it's a, it's a horribly
3: inaccurate rifle just to make to it look like yeah and the guy the guy that shot um, Oswald I forgot Ruby his name. Yes. Jack so he, Ruby. Yeah. Jack Ruby, pretty big dude, right? Walks in, completely unmolested, pulls out a pistol, shoots him until he's dead, and then says, you got me. Yeah. And didn't, didn't fight at all. <laughs>
0: well, I've I I, I told Teddy, we gotta do a whole JFK episode. You
1: gotta go on all these fucking assassinations. MLK's a good one. Didn't you say something about they're missing a brain? Yeah. <laughs> JFK's <laughs> brain is missing. Yeah. Nobody knows
3: where it was.
0: It looked like it went into his wife's lap. Right. <laughs> oh, oh. According to the video.
2: Damn. What was it? The M- MLK assassination? The guy that shot him definitely did not fucking do it.
3: Yeah. Definitely I- did not fucking... So, all right, one more, and then, then I'm, I swear I'm done. But okay. I forgot the guy's name. Someone could verify this for me. But he was a career criminal in and out of prison his whole life. And just leading up to when MLK was assassinated, he was in Mexico in hiding. So he was somewhere in Sinaloa. And so you're telling me that this guy, not the brightest person in the world, decides, "Oh, this MLK guy. Fuck that guy. I'm going to come out of hiding, expose myself to the full brunt of US law enforcement, and I'm going to go shoot him." And so he allegedly shoots him. They go the investigators go to his hotel room, find the box that he bought the rifle in with the receipt with his name on it and a fucking what a passport. And apparently, he fled to Canada with a Canadian passport. How on earth was he able to get a Canadian passport from Mexico in hiding from the United States government when we are really good friends with the Canadians and share law enforcement information with them? And we can mm-hmm. extradite. <laughs> and they extradite. So. Oh my God. And what motive does he have other than,
1: well, this would be pretty cool.
3: <laughs> I'm not be. paying attention to what's going on in the United States except for this guy. My
2: God. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well. We're a dangerous combo. Yeah. Yeah. We get get on a ramble fest. (laughs) Well, at the end of every show. We got to wash our
1: hands after this one. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to take a bath. Um, At the end of every episode, we ask our guests, do you have any helpful advice for our listeners? Because this is unhelpful advice, and we're kind of stupid. (laughs) We need to undo everything we just said. (laughs) Yeah. So do you have any, like, advice for our listeners? This is
2: serious, Eric. Think wisely. I always say, <laughs> I always say, just don't be stupid. Read. Don't be a smooth brain. That's my go-to. Smooth brain. Don't smooth be smooth brain. brain. And
3: to the same effect, is just a be a lifelong brain. skeptic. Dude. Like Kennedy. Yes, a
2: exactly.
0: Screech <laughs> that. <laughs> the, what did he just say? He
2: said, don't be a scatterbrain. Like kid, Kennedy. You said that? Yeah, just, <laughs> Oh, my God. Don't
0: be a scatterbrain.
2: Yeah. No, just, I'll try my hardest not to be
3: a scatterbrain. God. Just question literally everything. You should always be a lifelong skeptic. It's better to be pleasantly surprised than horribly disappointed. So if you go in and say... This is ridiculous. You don't go and try to find evidence for a conclusion you've already drawn. You go out and draw your conclusions based on the evidence you have or you can find and expand upon. Be willing to change your mind and admit when you're wrong. And don't be a fucking scatterbrain.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, or smooth brain. A
1: yeah.
2: little of this, all Keep that. your brain intact, huh? Keep we it. talked
0: about doing puzzles with your brain. Grow your brain. Grow it. Keep it intact Learn and keep it, <laughs> <Arabic>. <laughs> keep it wrinkly. Yeah. Learn Arabic. Learn Arabic.
3: So you can
0: talk to Uber drivers. Yeah, so you
1: talk to Uber drivers when you're drunk. <laughs> Look at the uh, trucks on the side of the road. See if they're, you know.
0: Yeah, we're. <laughs> gonna, yeah, if I have any advice, let's go to Seven Eleven and start looking around. <laughs> 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 That's my
1: advice. <laughs> <laughs> Next time you're in the ocean, think of Neptune.
0: Maybe like a bring
1: a sword maybe a shield I don't yeah. know
0: you won't be crazy because someone else has done it yeah. you won't be the first person to have done it <laughs> yeah. whether or not you knew it or not <laughs> now you
1: know <laughs> now you know <laughs> somebody it too Oh, I didn't I alright well you wanna wrap this up Terry? yeah everybody uh, thanks Eric thanks, thanks uh, Eric and thank Matt. you Matthew no problem I
0: learned a lot today
1: I did too I might have to listen to this about four times. <laughs> right. Comprehend everything. Yeah, well,
3: I, yeah we had uh, Matthew and Eric on. They're the equivalent of Jordan Peterson. Do your own fucking research. We were wrong about at least 80% of what we said.
1: Yeah, I'm about 100% wrong. <laughs> All right, well, thanks for listening, guys. And We're
3: out.
0: That was pretty fucking wild.